0: This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message.
1: Hey, my name's Joel. I'm the lead pastor here at New Life. Some of you know me. Some of you have been around for like 20 years, and you still don't know that yet because we're just meeting each other as we still walk forward out of COVID, but I'm glad that you're with us today. You know, we want to gather together every single week as a church because we want to learn more about Jesus. We want to learn more about who he is and what he's come to do for us. And I don't know about you, but have you ever found something that was so good you couldn't wait to share it with other people? And, and yeah, yeah, like usually it revolves around food for me. Like I, I eat something that's so amazing and I just like, I want someone to know this. Like the first time I had the Pazookie at BJ's, I was like, this changed my life <laughs> and I wanted everyone to try it. When our family was living in Canada for those years, like, they don't know what real Mexican food is up there, and we're like, you, you, they have this, this chain called Taco Time, which makes Taco Bell seem authentic, and we're like, you don't know what you're missing. You don't have an Elroy's. You don't have this good stuff, and, and I just, I, I felt like I was just preaching the good news of real Mexican food the whole time we were up there. I wanted you to know about this, and that's how I feel about having found Jesus in my story. Like he shows up and does amazing things. And I don't know where you're at in your journey, if you're just here checking things out, but what we want you to know is that Jesus has life for you. And we want to discover more and more of that life as a church. We're so excited. And when you begin to encounter Jesus, things begin to change. Things begin to change in you, and things begin to change for you because he is for you. He said that he came to give us life, life to its fullest. And the more we walk with him, the more we trust him, the more we lean in when he says, here's the path I have for you, the more fully we walk into that life. And so as a church, like we exist because we want to help people find that new life in Jesus. So if you've been following him your whole life, guess what? There's still more life for you in him. And if you're brand new and you're just kind of asking the questions, I'm so glad you're here because I think if you will lean in, Jesus might just surprise you and show you something really good for your story. And one of the ways that you begin to see Jesus change your life and change your story is, is he begins to set you free from the things in life. So I don't know how many of you have struggles or issues or habits or you get hung up on stuff. Like anyone else? Just a few, yeah, a few of us. And, and yet what Jesus begins to do is, is not whisper shame on you. He begins to whisper freedom for you. And as we begin to follow him, he begins to set us free from all those struggles. And then he begins to do this beautiful work inside of us. He said that he put his spirit in us to transform us. It's almost like if you pick up a guitar that's out of tune and he begins to tune the guitar and our life begins to play a beautiful song. His song lives through us. And Jesus did something extraordinary in his time. Not not simply going to the cross, that was incredible, but... We're told the story when he's having this final meal with his first followers. We're told that during this last meal with them, what we call the last supper, have you ever seen the painting? Probably looked nothing like that, but that was at least trying to (laughs) help us see it. But we're told he did something really amazing during that meal, that he got up and he stripped down to just like his underclothes, and he grabbed a water and a towel, and he went to each of his followers, and he began to wash their feet. And what's so extraordinary about that is that the thing that Jesus did is what the lowest of the low the servants or even the slaves would have been required to do in their culture in that day. Because they didn't have like clean shoes like we do. They couldn't go get pedicures like we can. Like they had nasty feet. <laughs> and Jesus went to each of his followers and began to wash their feet. And, and they were a little like caught off guard by this. They didn't really know how to respond. And, and when he finished, he looked at them and he said, hey, you, you've called me teacher. You've even called me Lord. You're actually right to do that. That is who I am. But now that I have done this for you, I want you to go and do this for each other because when his love begins to get a hold of our lives, it not only changes our story, it changes how we live in the story. And one of the greatest expressions of love that we could ever learn is how to serve other people. And it's a beautiful thing when Jesus begins to transform your story, because I I know for me, I'm very self-centered and I'm very focused on myself. That's just how I'm made. That's how I'm wired in who I am. And what Jesus does is he sets us free from being hung up on ourselves. And he actually shows you want to find real joy in life. You want to find real hope. You want to find real freedom. Let me get you over yourself and watch what happens when you can serve and love other people. And so one of our heartbeats as a church is to learn how to do this more and more as we follow Jesus. And so about a month ago, we had an incredible opportunity as a church to go to Mexico, to go down on the Baja Strip of Mexico and to go vacationing and surfing and all. No, we didn't do that. (laughs) Although it's fun to go and do that in Mexico. No, we, we went to where people are struggling and living a hard life and just said, how can we help in some simple way to make life better? And we got the opportunity to build a house for a family that had been going through hard things in their story. And we got the, the ability and the opportunity to serve at, at a shelter place that, that this woman Dorothy has created to provide safety for women and families that are escaping abuse. We got to do all sorts of neat things. And, and it's because it's a heartbeat of ours as a church. We want to learn how to serve other people, and that was an expression of that. And today, we want to share the adventure and the story with you, because I think it wasn't just the 19 of us that got to go and be a part of this trip. Many of you helped fund the trip or prayed for us and supported us. And so though 19 of us went on this trip, it was really the endeavor of our church in the middle of a crazy year, in the middle of COVID, to say, let's just go for it. And we got to do something fun. So we want to share that with you today. So it's a little bit of a different Sunday than we maybe normally would do, but I'm excited. So are you you want to see a glimpse of it? All right, so we're going to show a video, and then we're going to talk about this time together. So keep your eyes on the screen, and this is a glimpse of what we got to do in Mexico. Oh, fun. What a great time. Before I introduce this, we're like 20% of who got to go on the trip, and I know there's some of you in there. If you were on the trip, would you just stand up real quick so we can kind of see you and say, yes, what a great time. Not for sure. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yep. Matt Duffy, our fearless leader. He's over there. Thank you, sir, for taking us on this trip. Jeff, our build master, he's watching online right now. He said, I can't make it, but that's okay. But I want to like introduce some of our team. And so go ahead. Maybe you introduce yourselves really quick. It's all right.
0: You got to get off the court.
1: There we go. My name's Jimmy Thornton.
2: Shannon
3: Selstrom. Indy Enyart.
1: Indy Enyart. And I'm Joel Enyart. We're, we're related, so that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, we're about like 20% of the team that got to go on this, this amazing trip. And we weren't even sure if we are going to be able to pull it off, like with COVID. But we're like, let's just dream and scheme and, and see if God's going to open doors for us. And obviously, he did. That was a great time. I would just love to start with the simple question. Why did you want to go? Like, what was motivating you to do this trip? All right.
3: Okay. Um, Well, you just told me one day that, hey, we're going to go to Mexico. So I was like, cool. (laughs) But um, I think just like, I was super excited because I'd never been to Mexico. um, And I've never been on a missions trip. And it's just something I always wanted to do. Um, And I just wanted to see what it was like to be in a different culture, in another country, um, and just, like, figure out, like, what God's doing in um, different parts of the world. Um, So that was my motivation, I guess.
1: Nice. Yeah, a little bit of dad and then a little bit of, okay, all right.
2: Nice. (laughs) So uh, my husband had taken our boys probably eight years ago. They were eight and 11, um, and we wanted to go back again as a family. And, um, you know, summer schedules and all of that didn't make it possible, but we had the opportunity this year, and uh, it worked out for Brady, um, my youngest, and I to go, which worked out perfectly because there was a lot of, he was right at the age of all the other teens. Um, And I just thought it also would be a good idea um, of service together for us and uh, a good age for him to be able to see his work and how it impacted um, the other families.
0: Well, I want to first give a shout out to Matt and Jeff and Ron who were in the trenches putting this together for months, mm-hmm. literally months before we went. So thank you guys that it couldn't have gone any smoother. <laughs> uh, this is my seventh trip, and um, I keep saying, ah, this will be my last one. But somehow I am drawn back to the memories of many uh, house, houses we've built and the families that we got to meet and to be an integral part of their lives for, um, you know, the week we were there, and to see the transformations that they enjoyed and we enjoyed as well. But also, the big drive was just to be with church family that we had been missing for a year and a half, and to really get to know people that I've seen faces and some of the young kids growing up over the years, and really get to know them, and, uh, We have a great youth coming along our church here that dive in, do what needs to be done. It was fantastic.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I I think I was so excited. Not only because I hadn't done a trip like this in probably two decades, so I was excited to jump back in, but also, like you said, just to get to rub shoulders together with our church family. Because we've been, we came and then COVID, and so we had some small connections, but it was so fun, I think, to just be in the trenches together. And to be like, hey, we do like you, and you like us, and all those neat things together. And, I, and one of the things that, I, that was so impressed on me was just this natural dynamic that happened with sign-ups. We had a lot of parents and teens that were part of this trip, so that was a really cool dynamic. But we just had a lot of fun together. Like that was what, like, so we, when you think of that aspect of who we got to be together on this trip, what, what's maybe some of the fun things that we got to do, or favorite memory you have about what we got to share collectively?
2: I would say maybe the pinatas, because Joel and I share a birthday, and it happened to fall on that week, and uh, so the, our trip leader, I think unbeknownst to me, and maybe you, um, had taken mm-hmm. Indy and Brady to the candy store and picked out these gigantic three-foot pinatas, <laughs> filled them with candy, and then we got to do the, the whole thing. We had blindfolds, and so it was just a fun way to celebrate our birthdays during that week.
1: Yeah, that was fun, but they're giving us instructions at the same time, and we're like, it's like, swing, don't swing, and I'm like, I almost hit you in the head, that was, a Yeah. <laughs> No. yes someone else someone else
0: um well a couple of things um there was a witness talk by a gentleman who was the first house i built we got to meet him and his family and his mm-hmm. name's jose luis hernandez and he has got quite the talk and we were mesmerized by his witness that evening around campfire and uh, it be take too long just to tell his story but he's a wonderfully transformed human being mm-hmm. that is sharing and i think he spoke right to the hearts of our youth uh, i was mesmerized i knew a lot of the story but he embellished with he is a hard one to get off stage but god love him he's it was great fantastic. it was great and i cannot go with you you mentioned local mexican food and how good it is down there it is superior we enjoy taco nights now, I couldn't keep up with you guys. They, they would finish dinner, sit around for a half hour, and then get in the vans, go downtown for more tacos. I don't know where they put it, but
1: they are the best. It was like hobbits, like, second dinner? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it was so great.
3: Um, I think one of my favorite parts was um, we, play, we invented this game called Vocker, and like it was basically like volleyball but with a soccer ball, and you had like kick it over the net. And so every time we played that, that was super fun. Um, I also think like the last day we were sitting in a circle and just like talking um, and there was a lot of powerful moments that just happened um, a lot of tears but it was mm-hmm. it was really beautiful just to hear um, everybody's like what they had to say and their stories
1: That's great mm-hmm. yeah I, I think there's just something very beautiful that happens when you go to do something for the benefit of someone else but you do get to experience something god's doing in your own story and i think like especially when you do it in the context of community it's like oh we get to grow together we get to know each other right? i just i love that we had that experience and and because it was like the, the beginnings of the start of covid like we had the whole uh, ywam base we went with an organization called youth with the mission so it's, like we pretty much had that whole place to ourselves it was so neat i think it was just a, such a special time And then every day we would go and do projects. And so one of the main projects we did was this house build that we we worked on that you saw some of the pictures with that beautiful sky blue paint that we got to see. Um, And then there was a team that would go to to Dorothy's house. So that's a a shelter, a a woman created this shelter. Like God put it on her heart years ago to say, I want to help other women who are going through hard times, and God has just blessed what she's done. And she's got like this beautiful compound on the top of a hill that's created safety for families. Mm-hmm. And so the house we were building was for one of the women and her five kids that were coming through her program. So it was so neat to do that. We got to do so many neat things. Like when you reflect on that, what, what was something that was very impactful for you that you got to be a part of that you just were like, I'd never done this before, or I got to do this again. And Kind of scary, some of the stuff <laughs> we were like, I don't know how to do this. But then all of a sudden it's like, look what we did. What was something you did that was amazing, that impacted you? We didn't script this, so it's just whoever answers first. I'll,
0: uh, I'll start off then. I, what I loved, I love the house build. I, I've got a little construction background in my story. And uh, what I loved is that to see people with experience in a mixture with no experience in this area get together, joyfully, uh, wholeheartedly get into, what can I do, what can I do? Some people, two or three swings of the hammer, the nail was set, others took 20. It didn't matter because we weren't on a time frame, but the enthusiasm was high, and I loved, loved, loved that interaction um, because we collectively knew that in a few days we would be handing a house over to a family that was so desperately in need of this shelter to change their lives and when you have that collective energy knowing where it's going um, that's a joy that's hard to describe Mm -hmm.
3: Um, I think for me it was like going to the dump Mm -hmm. Um, just the reality that there are people who live there and that's their everyday Um, and just the they're just stuck there they can't like these people the church is like trying to fight for them to get out Um, And so just, like, handing out food to people and, like, realizing that they're human um, and that they, like, they have a story that um, they're not just people who live there, but they're just broken and they need help.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, So I got to help at the house one day, so I did some of the the nail hammering, but I helped mostly in the women's shelter um, in the kitchen and like Joel said, there's a really great um, compound, and she actually has a restaurant on the premises, and so that helps the women learn skills, um, and it's open to the public, so people come in, so it's a really great opportunity for them. Uh, the first day, some of the girls and I, we made 300 cookies. <laughs> I think I've made that many in my lifetime, but certainly not in one day. So. <laughs> um, and there was a young mother there that would come in and visit uh, periodically, and she had uh, four small children, four, three, and twin four-month-olds. Um, mm-hmm. Very cute. And I know some of us got to hold them and feed them. Um, and she, this woman was actually born in Canada, so, or not born, uh, raised in Canada. So she had really good English. Um, and so it was kind of nice to have a conversation with
1: her every now and then. That's great. I think what was so neat is to see in this collective team just this, okay, like, Matt, you kind of just, like, the, the same, hey, just roll with it. Like, here's the plan. And then we would show up and it's like, oh, now we're doing what? And it's just, just roll with it. And I remember that was kind of this model that we just had to embrace, but it was so fun to see this generational spectrum of our team and people stepping into moments and owning things. And like, like I remember watching Uriah fixing that outhouse door so there could be a lock and you spent like significant time doing that. But I'm like, look at how like he, because he because I want to lock a door. So like you, you care about that, that aspect. And just watching our team do amazing things, seeing that these young, young I kept calling them young bloods, we need you, young bloods, <laughs> carry this heavy thing. And it was so great to just see them stepping up. Ryan sanded to, he couldn't feel his hands anymore this one day, just making the, the, the house that we were doing beautiful. And it was just so fun to see this team coming together. But one, one of the things I really loved about what we got to do is the family we were building the house for, her oldest daughters were just kind of always hanging out on the site. And I mean, there's just this one moment where I saw the old star that's your age, Iselle, was just kind of staring, and I just, I just handed her the hammer, and her eyes got big, and she just went to town helping us build this house, and you just realized how much pride of ownership she had, and what she was doing, and and there was just something so beautiful to see this, and and honestly, if you if you saw the house when it was done by our standards, we would not be happy, but by their standards, their life has changed forever. <laughs> And you just saw the excitement and the joy in their eyes. And I'm just, I remember talking to her one day, I think you were at the other spot, but I was like, how old are you? And I was like, oh, my eha, my, my did I say that right? I, that's daughter? Yeah, is like the same age. And then you guys got to meet. And it was just so neat to see this uh, and to realize like, hey, we, we came to serve, but they want to roll up their sleeves and serve with us. And, and I, I don't know, I, I was so inspired by seeing so much of their story that it was like, I have so much to be grateful for. And we can learn so many beautiful things as we just did this whole work together. And and I like I, I went down with somewhat of an expectation because I've done trips like this in my past, but I don't know, that, that there was just a sense of like, God, what do you want to show us? What do you want to do in, in each of us? And as you think about what you got to be a part of, what you saw, how did God show up for you? How did he surprise you or, or maybe show you something new about himself or yourself or something? Because God's on the move and he was there at that part, so... What did he do in your story?
2: I wouldn't say that I was nervous, but I was keenly aware I was the only mom on the trip. So ladies, moms, we could use more of you next time. You don't have to be afraid to go. It was a great experience. All the men were great. I never felt left out. Um, But the leader of our trip um, uh, from YWAM, the the, uh, organization that we partnered with, was this awesome woman um, who was there with her almost teen son. Um, so that was really fun. We got to have some great conversations. Um, so that was kind of a special thing for me.
0: I think you saw the pictures. One had puff of smoke in it, and that was the city dump. Now, I've been there a few times. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I think where God moves my heart is uh, there's a, a whole community of people, albeit they're mostly drug addicts, but they're out there scraping to get whatever plastic and cardboard they can find, pile it, and then they set it on fire. And they're paid every day at night. But the next morning, the drug dealers show up and take all the money. And that's how their Mm -hmm. circle of life is. And we step in with a van full of burritos and water and uh, and our leader, Jose Luis. Um, There's a connection there. It's, it's a human connection that we feel, I feel, and I am just uh, awed that we're all just traveling on this planet, some of us in plenty, some of us in nothing, and yet we share this human heart uh, of survival, and I am just in awe of how mm-hmm. God orchestrates that, puts it on somebody's heart who's been down there, been in that, and has risen above to say, you know what, I need to go back and help my brethren. And they do. And it's, it moves me every single time. And it smells bad. It looks bad. And we have to drive a ways out to get to it. But um, d- that drive out is my heart's filled. Absolutely filled. And when we cross the border into our green lushness here, mm-hmm. I have nothing to complain about. And I, I think I need to see that each and every trip.
1: Yeah. There's such a perspective I think that we gain doing something like this and we realize just how how much we can be grateful because i think we can get so focused on just our little world and it feels so small and then you go and you see how others experience life and you're like thank you god (laughs) i'm so blessed and and you you talked about that idea like when you're just kind of moved and i think there's something beautiful about that like when god puts something on you or in you or whatever the words would be and you just feel the sense And, and i think the only thing he's looking for in that moment is a willingness on our part to say yes just say yes, and then watch what you get to be a part of. Watch what you get to experience. Watch how you get to be in, a, in someone else's story. And I think that's what was so amazing for me was to realize there's... I, I got to share... Sorry, side sidebar. I got to share a room with you and Jeff and Matt, and that was great because the teenage guys and their dads were in another room, and I was like, thank you that I have a teenage daughter. It was <laughs> so great <laughs> to walk by their room. Yeah, Uriah was in there just hanging out with the guys. You are like, oh, this is what raising boys is like. This is a different, <laughs> different world. Um, but I got to be with you guys, and it was so great because like, you are just like, downloading the wisdom and downloading the experience, and I'm just like, take notes, take notes, take notes. And there were just several times where I, just, I couldn't sleep at night because I was thinking... So much of solving this problem is just being willing to to spend our privilege for the benefit of others. And just trying to think, like, okay, like, like God, what, what would it look like for us as a church to just continue to leverage the blessings you've given us for the benefit of others? And I don't know where all this is going to go for us as a church, but I don't think this is our last time going down there. I think we're going to go down there again, and I think we're going to see more opportunities for us to do stuff. But it's just like, like, I think the way that God surprised me was like, Just saying, like, do you see that? And you can do something about that. And do you see that? And you can do something about that. And it's just like, okay, give us opportunity. Show us how to say yes. And show us how to, like, spend our privilege for the things that matter versus just on ourselves. Mm. Sorry, go ahead. I got excited when Jimmy was sharing. It
3: was fine. Um, I think... When we went to Dorothy's, um, she just gave a story of how she got there, um, and how God, like, called her to, um, start this woman's shelter, um, and I just think that, like, there's this narrative that, like, being a Christian means, like, as a woman, you're just not empowered to do things, but, like, seeing that, like, and how how he called her, and, like, this is a shelter for women who, um, have been hurt, um, and I think, as a girl, it 's just like I can do things mm-hmm. like i um, I can like serve i can um, I can just do like whatever God has for me like I just felt so um, empowered and just like this is what I want to do um, and like the seeds of um, just hearing her story and how she got there was like really. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just really powerful
1: for me. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is dad talking here. I remember that you were across the room when she finished sharing her story, and I just caught your eyes, and I was like, oh, there it is. Because you were a fierce kid <laughs> in a good way. And I just saw that lioness arising, <laughs> waking in <laughs> you in that moment. And I was like, oh, watch out, world. God's unleashing another one of his warriors. And I was so excited for that. And it was like, oh. And then I was like, but I don't want you to leave me. <laughs> So then it's like, let go, let go. But yeah, that was, I, that was a beautiful moment for me. And I think, I think we got to meet so many amazing people, like, like Talon, our trip leader, and Luis and his story, and Dorothy. And, and it's just like, again, I think our, our world gets so expanded when we're willing to step into the things that God has. And, and we see another person's story, and it inspires your story. And then you realize maybe my story will inspire someone else's, and I think like God's like, yeah, what? I'm, like I'm a domino master. Just watch, like just watch me do this amazing work and just flood through you. And, and then there's another group that some of you are here that you just went down on your own initiative, and you got to work at Dorothy's house too, and that was fun for us to bump into you and like, hey, what are you doing here? And like, oh, we're serving. It's like I guess I guess you don't necessarily need to go under the umbrella of the church. You just go as a follower of Jesus and say yes, and I was awesome. I was like, yeah. And then we got to share a good meal at that restaurant. That was so fun. So it's been like a month since we went, and it's, it's so, like, I got to watch the video earlier, Uriah made that video for us, he did a great job, thank you, Uriah. <laughs> the, the challenge wasn't to make the video, the challenge was how do I take all the, because uh, Daniel did a lot of the filming and pictures for us, and I, I remember watching the video, and I was like, oh, Daniel had a camera with him the whole time, that's right, like, we were, like like, live streaming it almost, and... <laughs> And it was so fascinating for me just to watch it because it it brought back all those memories because I think it's so easy to step back into our normal and just get into our own way of being and forget like God's like, no, I'm doing a big story and you're a part of it. And so it's been about a month now. So how would you say this time has impacted you and it's still rippling into who you are right now? (laughs) Okay. Oh, thanks.
2: Uh, I, like Joel said, it definitely puts into perspective the differences in our lives um, and helps you be grateful for what you have. Um, you know, there are opportunities locally in our community that we can help with, but um, we were just a small part of what was happening there, and it makes a huge impact in those lives down there. Um, you know, we can take that time there and help out elsewhere as we're able. Uh, I definitely look forward to going again. Um, just so we can see the progress and the impact that we can have um, doing the little things.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
3: Um, I think for me, it's just seeing how, like, I can have an impact, even though, like, it just, like, going down there, I didn't think I'd be doing, like, as much as I thought I I did. Um, And, like, coming back is just saying, like, I can influence people's lives, like, even just with that conversation or, like, a smile when I walk down the street because, like, I didn't know how to talk to a lot of people there because we didn't speak the same language. Like, so, Mm -hmm. um, but just a smile and, like, they were so interactive and um, you just, like, got a soccer ball and all the kids would play and you just have a great time. Um, And you didn't really need to speak the same language to connect with people. Um, And I think that was something that I'll always hold on to. Mm -hmm. Um, as I, like, live my life.
0: That's awesome. And you both bring up similar elements. Um, I've had people in years past say, why go down there? There's so much need here. Indeed, there is. And we do a lot of things here, have over the years. But there's something about going to a foreign country where you can't speak the language, can't read the signs, and you put a lot of trust in your group leader to take you where you need to be Uh careful what you drink, careful how you even go to the bathroom. I mean, it's it's a different world. That helped me focus on what our task was, the joy that we are about to experience, and getting out of my comfort zone. So I've learned over the trips, go down with no expectations. We have a plan. We have leaders. But to let life happen as it goes. And that way you're not worried about focusing on the project as much as, What's going on around it, and you learn so much more that way. And uh, I've said before, it's oh, got to be my last trip. Uh-huh. I've I've changed that narrative. Mm-hmm. I need to go because I learn so much every time. And even if it was just simply to get my to know my church family better, I would do it for that. Yeah. But we change lives, mm-hmm. absolutely, and it's it's a wonderful thing to be part of.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I'm just going to say, we're, we're going to put Mexico 2022 on the books, so just file that away. We've got to figure out when that's going to happen, but oh, I'm so excited for us as a church to continue taking steps forward, and so I just thank you for being a part of this conversation and for sharing the glimpse. Can we give them some appreciation? <laughs> you yeah. just can head on. It's all right, stuff will fall, it's all good. Yeah, New Life, I'm just so grateful to step into this time with you and to get to be church together and figure out the good things that God wants us to do. And, And I think if you would hear anything this morning as we share this story, there's something powerful about going somewhere, but you don't have to go somewhere to start doing good things. If your heart would just be open to what God stirs and you just give him your yes, he'll lead you into opportunities to change people's lives. And I think we live in a culture right now that's so obsessed with putting ourselves on the pedestal, that's so obsessed with making sure we don't miss out on life, that the crazy thing is that the more we chase after ourselves, the more we lose the life we're looking for. But if we actually embrace what Jesus said, if you lose your life, then you'll find it. That's really the path to finding the life we're looking for, is that when we trust him enough to say, okay... Then, then help me live in that second seat because that's actually how I see the best of life. And so I, I hope for you that you would just take a step this week towards something God's putting on your heart. And if there's nothing stirring, then I would say just start praying. God, show me something because I want to be a part of what you're doing because that's how we step into the greatest life we could ever hope to have. And as we continue walking forward as a church, we're going to have more and more opportunities in our context and beyond to make a difference in people's lives.